Get ready to rock radio music you want to hear. Now, throughout your tenure in Magnum, Al, Harry James was uh, drummer. Mark Stanway was the keyboard player. Now, Harry James was really torn between Magnum and Thunder, who themselves were having something of a renaissance over the last 20 years, and they're going from strength to strength. But I understand Mark Stanway's departure was a little less palatable. I've spoken with Mark since, and, you know, you, you hear one side of the story, but without going into too much detail, am I right in saying that it was his musical contribution to the band which was part of the issue you know that he perhaps didn't feel his keyboards were were in the mix as much um i don't know i think i think it's difficult because like you put five people plus the crew on a bus for seven or eight weeks there's always you've got to have personalities that big personalities that can kind of clash a little bit sometimes on a personal level um, I think musically, I think when Mark used to come into the studio, he'd do what tone required, like the rest of us. Um, maybe he, I, I can't speak for him, maybe he felt frustration. You spoke to him on this um, question. Maybe he did feel more frustrated than I, I picked up on. Um, you know, so, yeah, there are questions that everybody asks. And when Mark left the band, it was a bit of a, we were actually on tour at the time. And um, it, the, there was... There was a friction um, happening, um, so something had to break at some point, and it, it was Mark's choice. He, he just had enough, and you know that's fair enough if, if you make that choice and you, you stand by it. And he's gone on to do other stuff, and um, he's still, you know, he's a big Magnum fan himself. I'm sure, you know, he still stands up for the band and what he's done in the band. He's very proud of what he's done. But there was there was a friction that you could feel, and I think it was right at the time for him to leave. And he, for him, I think he felt it was right for him. So during that tour, which you mentioned, um, it wasn't long before you know you left the band, obviously for different reasons, which we'll come on to. That must have been a bit unpleasant, really, because it was right in the middle of dates, wasn't it? And you had to have Rick Benton stepping in at the last minute, didn't you, for that? It was uh, it was a bit of a, a moment, yeah, because like. I, I, we'd just come off, I don't know what show it was, and I, Mark came into the, into the dressing room, picked up his bag and, and just went, and I, I didn't know. And then the next thing I know, about an hour later, Tony went, right, we need to find a, what we're going to do. I said, well, what's going on? It's like Mark's got off the bus and he's gone. And I said, oh, okay. And, like, within, I don't know, six, eight hours, Rick was involved. Um, he was at the studio. Because we we were travelling, I can't remember where we were travelling. We were on the bus, and people were sending music files here, left, right, and centre. And Rick was at the studio scoring the show out. Literally, he was sitting there with Sheena, listening to the show, scoring it all out, putting it on his iPad. Turns up to rehear, um, sound check, and plays the show. And I was just like, this, I mean, I can't read music like that. I mean, I, I struggle. But he was just like. <laughs> I, I've never seen anybody just, he must have been so nervous to, to come in and like have so many eyes on him. Maybe someone, you know, some people were like, no, it's not Mark. But like after five minutes just went, I'll do me. The guy is so good at everything he does. And he's such a nice guy to work with as well. So laid back. His feet are going like this underneath, but he's like cool as a cucumber on top. 
I got a lot. I got a lot of time for Ricky. Um, he, he he helped us out, and he's brought so much to the band. Generally speaking, how much rehearsal time did you get with the band? Was it just a few days before the tour? No, um, most of the time it would be. I mean, back when Harry was drumming, because he was off with Thunder a lot, we'd have to kind of really watch the schedules. So we rehearse. Me, Tony, and Bob would rehearse on our own for probably a week with a drum backing track that Harry had recorded for us. Uh, and we'd rehearse like that. Um, and Mark would be there, obviously. So we'd have a week like that. And then uh, Harry had come in and we'd have, probably have two weeks, 10 days. Because again, Harry, Harry's like, he's like a machine. You know, a- anything changes, tell him once and that's it. He's, 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 he's an incredible drummer. Even after like two weeks of rehearsal, he'd come in and go, hey, guys, you're playing that wrong, <laughs> are we? And he's like, it's this. And he'd tell you the chords, the notes, or he'd even sing a harmony. If I've got a harmony wrong, he'd go, oh, you want to sing it like this? He was incredible. This is, again, this is what's so amazing about all the musicians that have come through Magnum. They're so clued up. We've come full circle because we mentioned at the start that you still do layouts for the band graphics and the social media. Now, are you an avid collector of their merchandise? I have got most. <laughs> I've got most of because I, I I design a lot of the merch, um, pretty much all of it. Um, so I've got the sweatshirts and the t-shirts, and I've got a, a case full of the albums over there. that are still sealed, and uh, you know I, I get all that sent to me, which is really nice. Even though I, I'm not in the band. I've still got all the, the latest albums, the last two albums and all the, the packages that SPV put together. So I wouldn't say I'm a collector, but I've got it and it'll stay in that, that little drawer over there and, and along with some nice photographs and some great memories. So oh, yes. I do like the merch. Yeah. And do you go back even further? Because the, the 80s was the heyday, wasn't it, really, of the picture discs and the shape discs and all that sort of business? No, I'm I'm not a big collector of anything really. Um, memories, <laughs> um, but no, I've I've not. I haven't even got a, a record player. Um, I haven't even got a CD player. That's how crazy this is. I found out an old iMac the other day, and I thought, oh, it's got a CD player in it, and then it broke. But um, no, uh, so everything's just digital to me now. So what about Bob and Tony? Are they collectors of their own stuff, or are they a bit more dispassionate? I think um, Bob keeps a lot of stuff now but if, if you ask them like you know the, the the jackets that bob wore on the big shows you know and the belt buckles and all that where did that all that go and they go i have no idea we gave it away at some festival or some quiz or you know a fan won that or we did it for charity and the thing is tony's done that with so many guitars as well it's like where's that guitar gone he goes i have no idea he must have give it to somebody he was terrible for giving stuff away but now, uh, Tony collects vintage guitars, um, all the Les Pauls and such like, so I think he collects that more than he does the albums. 